And here I'll stand And here I'll stay Let it go, let it go The cold never bothered me anyway <laughs> Well that of course is the great Demi Lovato uh, From the soundtrack to Frozen And if it's what I scream to the young clerk Behind the locked doors at the Men's Warehouse Factory outlet in Jeffersonville, Ohio. <laughs> I realized I was there two minutes after closing and in desperate need of a high-quality, low-cost blazer. Then this must be Dale Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul backs of the Gowanus. And here we are again for another live episode of the program. And it's wonderful to see so many. Hello up there! Can you hear me, 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 me? My goodness, it's packed to the gills. And we're, we're, we're happy to see so many of you out here on, on a Monday evening in the late, the late slot. Which sounded like a good idea. At the time, <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's wonderful uh, that all of you here. You know, so many young people uh, write to me and send me packages, and uh, I have to think that perhaps they're just they don't have computer access <laughs> where they are. I don't know how they listen to this program. Perhaps uh, am I on shortwave? <laughs> you just tie a copper wire around a nail, and I think you'll pick up this program. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's how I like to listen to the show. But anyhow, the young people write to me, and I'm so touched whenever I get a letter from them, and I'll often read it out loud to myself. Uh, and what they always say is, you know, we love your guests. You get such great guests. And I say, that's true, out loud to myself. And then they also say, Dale, we want to know more about you. We, we just, you're a bit of a mystery to us. Tell us about yourself. And I'm always happy to, to write back. And I thought what I'd tell you all is just three things about myself. I'll let slip three little things that should give you a full picture of who uh, I am as an individual. And then you can judge me on all the rest of this stuff. So the, the, first, the first thing, of course, is I start every day with a cup of black coffee, dry wheat toast, and half an ear of corn on the cob. I have every day since I was a boy. Second thing, as soon as I get that email from Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwyneth, uh, Goop is what she calls it. This is kind of a lifestyle tips for everybody. She sends that out, and boy, I get right to work, making whatever she's laid out for me to do. So uh, today I drank a, a, a liter of bee pollen, which, which was not cheap, let me tell you. And then I got to, to work knitting uh, my own uh, lace trim leggings. Uh, uh, so, so those should be making an appearance soon. And uh, the third thing is I don't care for a handwritten uh, font, a font that looks as if it's being handwritten. So Jahumpa Lahiri, you're out of luck. I'm not going to read your book. Okay, forget it. I like books. I like political books. I can, I can dig. That's uh, about Richard Nixon, one of my great heroes. And uh, we, we like, uh, not really, I'm kidding. <laughs> People are like, oh no, what did I wander into? It's the Republican hour. It's okay. No, but that's just a fascinating look at, at what happened. Anyhow, we've got a great show for you tonight, so let's get to it. And uh, Steve-O is here. Steve-O. Hey. 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 Hey.
great, great to crowd. see you. I like this it's, crowd. Uh, oh, it's a good, a good crowd. Good, good looking crowd. Too. Good looking crowd. Percentage wise, it's a very good looking crowd. Quality <laughs> percentages. <laughs> and uh, Steve, so, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, I could tell you all kinds of stuff about my trip down to Tennessee. I'm sure you wanted to hear about it, and uh, visiting the in-laws. Usually I cut Steve-O off right about there, but I felt the last time we did a show he got a little angry at me and we had to share a hotel room in San Francisco and we, so I'm just letting him go. I'm not hearing what he's saying, but I'm letting him go. Tennessee, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Well, listen, Steve-O, will you play me a little sitting down music, something low and slow, like the Gowanus Canal congealing during a polar vortex? somebody really slip on the ice take a fall I've been that somebody man I was that somebody just last week are you serious I jammed my finger right good oh it was not sexy at all I believe it just way up there just fell right on my you came back know, on your finger just landed right like that <laughs> that's what, what they, the chances that's what they tell you to do <laughs> I'm gonna fall onto the right, finger right there but I'm okay, thank you. Oh, I'm glad. And uh, everything's all right with you. No, it's fine. Okay. Well, listen, we've got to, we've got to, let's get to the show. It's great. Sure. We've got a lot, a lot to get through. And we'll do your bit at the end. Oh. It's the most popular thing. I can tell you more about Tennessee. <laughs> Look forward to it. That'll keep the people in the seats. All right. Uh, well, uh, my first guest, he's a, he's a wonderful guy. Boy, he's, he knows everything there is to know about booze. <laughs> So he's my kind of fella. And uh, he's one of the co-founders over there at the New York Distilling Company. And uh, he's also the director of mixology and, edu and, and spirit education at the Southern Wine and Spirits of New York. Did I remember it all? He's on the advisory board of liquor.com. I mean, he's just steeped in this stuff. Please welcome the alluring Alan Katz. <laughs> Jack Daniels. Yes. There was always Dubonnet. I remember okay. a bottle of Dewar's. Yeah. There were some single malt scotches. I remember a bottle of Dewar's. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> That's what I remember. And some other colored things. Sure. Of artificial nature, I assume. Colored bottles. Colored bottles, yes, yes. yes. Okay, good. And uh, uh, now, uh, you, of course, uh, I remember my, one of my first experiences with, with uh, the, the drink, knowing that it existed, was those Crown Royal bags, sure, those sure. purple velvet bags. We used to keep our view, our view masters in them, <laughs> which was the computer before people now. That was what the internet was. You just held this device up and you, you did this and you go, my gosh, the Grand Canyon or a bulldozer. It looks like it's in 3D. We didn't have everything. We just had that and I kept it in my sack and boy was I happy. And fortunate. And fortunate. 
So uh, would you remember the moment, though, that you were, because sometimes you see somebody at a park or something, you think, nah, I, I wouldn't give that kid a sip of the beer. I don't want to judge parents I in any situation, but you look at it and you think, that's nah, not going to go well. It was that's probably more of a phrase for me. Yeah. Uh, my, I grew up with uh, two very close relationships with my grandmothers as well, and yes. one was the Dubonnet drinker. Yeah. The other was the vodka and tonic. Sure. Tonic on the side. <laughs> and uh, it always impressed upon me the enjoyment uh, of a social cocktail. Yes. Nothing necessarily complicated, but just the social opportunity of sharing a drink. That's right. And where'd you grow up? Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, sure. Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, well, that's a, just a depressing place, isn't it? Well, it was, but uh, yeah. now I'm here. <laughs> that's right. No, I love Baltimore. No, I'm sure, people do. And uh, you, uh, you, of course, uh, what, what was really the thing, though, that, that, that caught your imagination about that? It was just that this is a social thing of these two. Uh, would you have to go and live with the grandmothers? Uh, I would spend the night on occasion. Oh, sure. You bet. <laughs> Good cooking. Yeah, no, sure. This, this, well, I would say years later, it was, uh, it was Mark Twain. And the yeah. imagination of a manufacturing. I wanted to make something, that's all. That's what it was. And then you, you said about, when did you say, I'm going to fight? Well, I, like to eat, I love to eat and drink. That's the honest truth. I love yeah. to eat and drink. Who doesn't? And uh, I was trying to conjure on uh, road trips uh, to parts of this country I'd never been to before. Yeah. Uh, what was authentic American food culture? Yeah. And I could only think of two things. Barbecue of the American South. Okay. And cocktails. All right. That was uh, different than my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Go for it. No, no jazz. Jazz. Yeah. Well, food. Food related. Food related and jazz. And jazz. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard of that dish. Yes. I, I see. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then you said, well, so you set out to, on this kind of Americana quest. Did you have any, have you had a quest for great liquor? Have you gone somewhere and like had to drink a fermented salamander? I uh, not a salamander, but uh, some unusual fermented uh, organic greens and things of that nature. People always send you stuff that want you to yeah, try. That's just, try. That's just here in Brooklyn. Well, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> but your your operation is up there in Williamsburg. When did you set up shop? Uh, well, oh boy, oh boy, we set up shop. We started setting up shop four years ago. We opened to the public two years ago. Okay, and this is the New York Distilling Company. That's correct. You can go up there to the shanty bar and have a drink. As many as you like. And, yeah, and I've had a couple up there, let me tell you. And you, and, but you also can, you have a glass, you can take tours. Of you can take tours drink, or you can just have a drink and gaze about the distillery. That's so many. People do. I That's why we built it that way. Yeah, I sit no, there most of the time and just gaze. And just gaze at your creation. That's it. And think I've done something with my life. I'd like to have something like that. <laughs> that I could be proud of. But um, I don't care for children. The thing is, uh, uh, you, 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 when you get into the world of spirits, and we're not talking about ghosts. So far. Or are we? No, no, not no. Yet. Okay. Um, uh, you, you have to get what? You have to get a mustache, some maybe vintage frames. You have to... Check. Yeah. Check. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then, uh, then, we, then what? Tight pants. Spe special glass, tight pants. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you want to stay warm. Tight right. blazer. Yeah. Uh, well, those are all useful. Not required, but they can be useful. I have been known to sport a beard once in a while. Let it go to 13 inches once. Oh, that's yeah. the real sign. Then you got to open up a denim company. Yeah, that's why I shaved it. I, I didn't have the wherewithal to do that, so I just cut it off. Yeah, that's all right. That's all I, I sometimes I don't care for people in the food industry to have a long beard. That's true too. Yeah. 
it's just a thing of mine. And so, and well, you you have your own product as as well. We have a few, and we're working on some new ones for this year. Okay. And, and so, but to get back to the quest thing, you, yes. you, did you go? Did you go and like sit in a peat bog somewhere? And well, uh, kind of I don't know what kind of language you use on the program. I fooled myself <laughs> for a few years into thinking I was pursuing a distilling operation, and I wasn't actually doing such. And uh, ultimately, I met my partners, and together. Well, you mean you had a drinking problem? Was well, that not exactly. <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I just couldn't put all string the dots together, frankly. Okay. Uh, but with my partners, uh, we were able to put pencil to paper. And yeah. it, it takes a little bit of money, and it takes some good luck, and it takes yeah. a building, which, uh, you know, I never built anything before. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, what I'm good at is uh, creative opportunities and developing products and making products that I think at least are really good for cocktails yeah and so that over time took about three and a half years and uh, flung the door opened and the first night there were crowds, crowds there we were handing out drinks I don't even know if we took a dollar or two we were yeah. just doing shots for every drink we just gave out yeah and the next day nobody was there <laughs> I know the feeling but so now, what's the, what's the things that you, you well, make, though? You started out with the gin. Well, we, we make two gins that are our real mainstays. But is that so. the easiest thing to make? Well, it's not the easiest. Vodka's probably easier to make. And though I have nothing against vodka, there's not a lot of creativity to distilling vodka. Okay. We wanted to create something that was, uh, as I like to say, purposefully different. So sure. we could come up with our own recipe. So we made two different styles of gin, one exceedingly high proof. Right, that's the Perry's Todd. Perry's Todd. It's otherwise called a Navy Strength Gin. Right, and that'll burn your stomach lining. Not necessarily. It depends okay. what you do with it. But uh, <laughs> if you drink a whole bottle, it might yeah. burn your stomach lining. Okay. <laughs> I don't recommend that. No, nobody does. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. 114 proof, by the way. It's pretty good. Yeah. But you try it in a gimlet or a gin and tonic, and it's delicious. Yeah. And then we make a more contemporary gin, uh, yes. simply not classic gin botanicals, called Dorothy Parker. Yes. Jim. She seemed like a fun gal. I would like to have known her, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I read that story. I bet. That's one of the books I read about her. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a third. D difficult. She yeah. seemed difficult. Well, depend on uh, what side of the bed she woke up on, I suppose. <laughs> oh, And what's the other well, one? Well, the third, I brought you a present aside from a pair of presents. Well, this is unexpected. Let's see. Well, as in the voice of the Gowanus. That's true. That's well, we Gowanus. now have the brand new Chief Gowanus. Now, let's look at New this. Netherland Gin. That's wonderful. Uh, and this is something funky and different. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm happy. Number one, naming a drink after the Gowanus is a smart marketing move. I'm in there. And uh, uh, I tell you, just to be able to honor Chief Gowanus, who of course was known for his bedraggled appearance, his uh, foul body odor, and rampant sexually transmitted diseases, is, is a beautiful thing to hold in a bottle. And those are just things you're reading from the label. That's right, that's just right here. That's right. Uh, STD approved. Well, let, let's put it. And what's the what's the uh, nature of that? Well, one? the nature of this in collaboration. Is this a cork? That's uh, uh, just a. Oh, it's a screw top. Yeah, you can swig that right off and taste it. What is the quality here? Whoa! Oh, I put, I put my nose right in it. 
Now you might call this a whiskey gin hybrid, but in truth, All right, let, let's see. <laughs> True. Yeah. Oh, there's a that's ready for a super fun. That's right. That's right. <laughs> in fact, we have a cocktail called no. the Super Fun. Why not? Do you? That's well, a, truthfully, Chief Gowanus first yeah. welcomed the Dutch to Brooklyn, and this is a Dutch-style gin that the Dutch were distilling here in New York 200-plus years ago. Now, why would we want to drink like people did 200 years ago? Well, the Dutch, that's a good question. Yeah. The Dutch were expert distillers, and they came here, of course, before the English, yeah. and settled, so to speak, however you want to qualify that, Brooklyn and yeah. Manhattan, and the Dutch, uh, their uh, really their namesake gin is called Geneva, and this is what the Dutch here called resemblance of Holland gin. Yeah. And why would we want to drink what they drank? Simply in one part to celebrate their history here, yes. but also to see if we can't make good drinks with it as well. And I think and your friend David Wonder helped you. I was, I was just about to say this is really a testament to Dave Wondrich's great research Wondrich, and sorry, ingenuity. Saying that that well, yeah, I've had a little gin. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it's something. It's a, that's a nice flavor for those of you uh, out there wishing you could have some of this. It's, uh, that's a, that's a wonderful. That is kind of a whiskey. Feeling. Well, it's made from our rye whiskey. This is the first product with our rye whiskey. And you've got that coming out soon. Is our, that right? our, our, if you will, real rye whiskey comes out this year, later this year. Wow, that's exciting. And how many years has it been? Well, aging? the first release will be three years aged in full size American oak barrels. That's good. I yeah. like a full size barrel. I do yeah. myself. Man, that'll be fun. <laughs> well, I'll come over. Do you think maybe uh, you could name a drink after me? Something. I have I have no doubt that we could. <laughs> no. <laughs> something maybe charming, something comforting, something you wouldn't regret doing. I am going to go to sleep thinking about this tonight. <laughs> we'll see what we come up with. I hope so. That's my dream. Well, that's uh, that's wonderful. What's next? What's hot in cocktails right now? Breakfast cocktails. Well, breakfast, breakfast cocktails have always been popular. Corpse yeah. revivers, and uh, oftentimes they're known yeah. as. But it really, anything aged, uh, as we say, brown spirits, whiskey, American whiskey, rum, solid tequila. Day. If you age into barrel, people are enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Yes. Well. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> I got to tell my lady friend that. <laughs> So uh, that's wonderful. Well, and when, where can people find out more about this? They can get it anywhere? Uh, well, they can get it uh, in several of the uh, fine cocktail bars of Brooklyn and Manhattan, of course. Yeah. Uh, retailers, too. And they can come by, and if anybody asks for me, I'll certainly pour them a shot at the shanty. That's great. Well, I think that they, they would do that after listening to this, for sure. And uh, uh, you having fun doing it? Uh, as I like to say, this is my wildest adult fantasy come true. Hey-oh! <laughs> well, my goodness, I'm glad. Well, can you stick around on the couch for me? my pleasure. Okay, Alan Katz, everybody. Cheers. Yeah. You need any? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. here. <laughs> or you can sit from, I'm sure you've sipped from other bottles. I have, yeah. <laughs> now we're among the brotherhood. Once you do the podcast, we share bottles. There was a time where if I had a lady over, I wouldn't eat out of the Ben and Jerry's thing with her. But then you get accustomed to somebody, and you do, and you say, well, okay, what's the harm? Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is terrific. 
And I'm so happy she's here. She's, she's all over the place, really, and, and, and uh, performing, and a great comedian, and uh, working over there at Upright Citizens. I think she's in a show now, maybe at the, at the bit. We'll talk about that. She's going to be on a hit TV show that's coming out soon. Put your hands together for Keisha Zoller, ladies and gentlemen. It's great. She, of course, she was in my uh, web series, and we did the trap. We learned the trapeze together. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die, <laughs> so she was there for that. You don't realize when you have to pull up that much weight into a hoop. What? <laughs> you think you're going to speak of myself? Not speak of myself. It it's a, okay. It was a it's scary okay. moment, but we're happy. We're thrilled for her. And she yes. did great. She did great. She is great. She is great. She's going she to be great. great. But now you were part of a group with her, is that right? Yes, me, Nicole Meyer, and Sashir. That's, that's uh, three very funny ladies. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I feel pretty honored. <laughs> yeah, the, How long like, were you doing that? We started in a comedy group in 2009, and it was just three of us black ladies making funny happen and improvisationally yeah and yeah it's really crazy and i was like so happy to hear from sashir when she got it because i was like you're moving to la and i'm so sad and then i was like no you're not yeah, you're she, staying in new york she was kind of pulling over on us yeah. wasn't she she lied yeah it was a good lie that's okay it was a Damn good way good she did it and uh <laughs> anyway we we wish her all the best on there because once you see her on there you think this is how it should be yep why'd you wait this long i know but anyhow <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I agree. Yeah. She was great. She is great. I, 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 I want to speak in the present tense because she's going to continue to no, be No, for sure. Great. For okay. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you are great, and I'm happy oh, that you're thank here. thank you. And what, where do you hail from? Where do I hail from? California, kind of. I feel like you can hear it. Sometimes you hear it in my O sound, like sometimes I sound like I'm from the beach. Yeah. I went to UC San Diego. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are from like Cali. Yeah. No Cal. You, That's you, North, North California, Northern California. Northern California. Do you yeah. miss it out there? Because it's like 90 degrees and on fire right now. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. But then I think of like Fukushima and I'm like, ooh, I like fish too much. You guys are too. hell. I think of that too. Steve Bo and I are going out to San Francisco next week and I think, well, I'm not going to be able to have a tuna sandwich. No, don't do My it. My top favorite thing to have in don't San Francisco. Do it. You don't know what your spermies will do. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being no. realistic. Pay attention to where you get your fresh fish. But just no one wants to think about that aspect. I know, but they're, I... They're I, not I, reacting to the fish. <laughs> they're, they're like, no, I don't to want to think about that. Don't, don't Listen, worry. You don't have to. I, I want them to think about it because you can make the choice to take care of yourself today. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I want. Yeah, well, be, just be careful out there. Yep. 
And so, uh, and, and, but you moved out here and you got you got embedded there with the Upright Citizens Brigade, of course. Oh, yeah. And what do people talk about that, that some of them have been on this program, they talk about how they found a real artistic home there. They felt like they were they were able to do what they wanted to do. Was that what it was like for you to start? Yeah. That? Well, I, I, it's been a crazy ride there because I was able to perform long-form improv and I come from a theater background. I'm classically trained actress. Yes, yes. pull that out of my butt. Uh, At San Diego, that's where you got the training? I have... Two degrees in theater and a bachelor's. Woo! Oops. Yes! Thank you! And I have my MFA, uh, a really expensive degree. Yup! That's a lot of money spent for that. Yes! Yes, it is. To speak words eloquently. To, to, to just pretend. Oh, to just, oh, it's not even pretending, it's crying. I love my MFA. I'm so happy I did it, but I yeah. spent three years of my life proving I could cry on demand. Yeah. That's what an MFA is. <laughs> I'm sorry, James Lipton, if you're listening to this, but you're probably he, not. He is. No, he is. Oh, no. He sends, he sends me the notes. Ooh, yeah. My life is over. Uh, yeah. James Lipton was the dean of my school when I went. So oh, here at the at the new school. At the well, it was new? technically the actor studio at the new school yeah. for drama. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm getting some somebody love out there, there, right? A lot of people love James Lipton. Yeah. I've been to his house. That's one of my favorite. Really? Things. Yes. What is it like? It is. A lot of stuffed heads of actors on the wall. <laughs> He's really into whaling. Like. That's he has harpoons. That's not something somebody should be in, into. Yes, and one of my no, favorite, right? No, it, it feels a little. <laughs> right. right, It feels like 1862, like okay. wailing. He like read Moby Dick and was like, "Yes, this is for me." Yes, he I'll did. Buy some vintage harpoonery. Absolutely. But he doesn't actively go out and wail. No, I think he's just, he misses a bygone era. Okay, but he doesn't read a little bit of blubber every time he... I don't know, I'm not that He's a little greasy, he's a little greasy. But he went to his house. Yes, one of my... What was that, a mixer? Ooh, uh, it was a tree trimming party. One of my favorite stories. (laughs) One of my favorite things to tell is James slipped in. Uh, was having a tree trimming party for all of his students at the actor's studio. And I got there early. I got there right on time. And I was the third student there. And he's like, so would you like to take a tour of my home? And you're not going to say no at James Lipton's house. And we go into his whaling room, a.k.a. study. And then we go into his living room. And there's a picture, a painted painting of his naked wife, Katakai. She's a gorgeous woman. She's half Chinese, half Irish. She's like stunning. Used to be a runway model. Anyway, she has a naked painting. How old of a woman is she? Well, not. They're probably ten years difference. Okay. Like so, not not offensive, (laughs) as people might say. Right. And. He has a naked portrait of her painted, and he says in complete seriousness, I had her nipples matched to the sofa. So as you can tell, the sofa is the same color as her nipples. I am dying inside. I'm like, did James Lipton just say that to me at his house? He's talking about his wife's nipples. 
at his house. Wow. Yes. That is the was it, was it a floral couch? It, it was um, very pink. It was a pink yes. couch. Okay. Pink, pink nipples. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> James Lipton's likes those pink, pink nipples. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can tell that a little bit. Yeah. That, that and whaling, it just goes together. <laughs> whaling and pink nipples. Is it Tuesday? Uh, <laughs> So that's wonderful. That's a good. That's a good thing to have yep. to have had happen to you. <laughs> and how was the tree? The tree was fun. Just nipples. It was. Galore. It was nippling. It was a tidbit nippling. And it was, but it was definitely surreal. I still have a letter he wrote me. Yeah. To uh, I directed a show for Black History Month. Get on board. And that's coming up. Yes. yes. So get on board. <laughs> we have a lot of things in the Oscars this year. Pay attention. <laughs> I say that with love, guys. See the butler. And, and uh, he he wrote me a letter that was like, you have provided some of the greatest contributions that have ever been given to the school. Thank you for contributing to Black History Month at the Actors Studio. And I have that letter and I will never get rid of it because when I get sad, I think yeah. James Lipton took his time to have his secretary write a letter and <laughs> sign it. And that's how I know I'm special. That's how I know. That's wonderful. I once I once was uh, awarded as a boy for my my help with the uh, the what do you call it the Black Student Union. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I helped out uh, with a with a car wash or something, <laughs> and uh, I was uh, I, I was celebrating. It was a it was a bit of an awkward luncheon, but uh, I was happy to be there. My dad was president of his Black Student Union, and then had like really weird stories he'd tell me about, like yeah. It was the 70s, so keep that in mind, racial tensions. He was like, I used to scare the white students. I put on African masks and chase them around school. I was like, Dad! Dad! That was, that was like 60% of the Black Student Union activities. Yeah, that's just Putting on African masks and scaring yeah. white students. But that, At that time. Yeah, in time. the 70s, guys, so different. We all love each so other. Different. Yeah. Everybody had the masks at home. Uh, <laughs> Everyone, it was it was a part of the the it's union. Now you you're going to be on the next season of Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. Is that right? um, okay, I'm going to speak very real, Dan. Uh, I hope so. I hope I, so. I'm hoping I get to stay on it. I did the first season of Broad City, but I got cut. And oh. I found out I got cut. Oh. So now in my mind, I was like, that can happen. Right. I can invest all this emotional energy into something. So I'm yeah. like, I'm hoping I get kept. Because if I do, you're going to see me in a vibrator. That's all I'll say. So hopefully I get yeah. kept in season two of Orange is the New Black. Well, certainly, we're all rooting for you. Yeah. After that. Yeah, right? And uh, what was it like? Did you have to work in a prison? I didn't get to work in the prison. I actually, Andrew McCarthy, 
you've probably heard of him, directed my episode, and he was so sweet, and he was like, do more sex stuff with the vibrator. I was like, is Andrew McCarthy telling me to do more sex stuff? Yeah. My life is golden. I'm pretty, pretty happy. And it was great. So I got to work at JFK. They like shut down the airport, and it was the first time I've ever had a stand-in. And I was like, there's a black girl who looks kind of like me, but isn't me. I've done it! <laughs> that felt amazing. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. But do you play a prisoner or you play some kind of person um, in the airport? I play, I play someone, I play a, I'm in a flashback. And oh, I'm in yes. a flashback of a new character. Oh. Oh. Well, I tell you, that show for me, and I love it, I love that show, but that show and Homeland had the same issue with it. And the first episode, you're watching there, uh, and it's just a lot of boobs. And you think, oh my goodness, and so you're, you're turning down the sound, and you're, you're, you're fast forwarding, because our TV, it can be seen from the street a little bit. And I don't want the, the neighbors already think something about me. I don't want them to think, he's oh my gosh, Brody's wife is really getting to it. Let's get through there, and then there's a lesbian shower scene. I don't, I don't, just get me to the prison. Get me to the tough times. It's okay. I just, I don't need to be in the shower. Boobs are okay. You seem like you have an issue with boobs. I like boobs. No, it's not the boobs. I'm okay with that for sure. But, uh, you know, it's just like having it on the television. I feel, I just, get me to this story is what I'm saying. I feel like they were a little like hot to trot in the first couple Mm -hmm. of episodes. And then it settled down. And also false advertising. The rest of the program is not about boobs. So you think, well, I'll settle the Masters of Sex, however. (laughs) That's a lot of boobs. Is it a lot of boobs? So many boobs. Well, you have to realize that life is probably more like Orange is the New Black a lot of boobs up top and then it gets into story and you begin caring and then you're going to get words. some more boobs True then words. you're probably going to get some tatas which I think is a first for this program to have that phrase Tata salad <laughs> that's the name of my next book <laughs> <laughs> well that's great you got a solo show that's happening who's yeah. in that um uh, I think we, yeah. it's called The Joyful Nihilist. Yes. I think we're all going to die and none of this means anything, but we might as well be happy anyway, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and where's and, that playing? Uh, well, uh, a limited run, it's I probably going to be at the pit. Yes. And the People's Improv Theater. And I'm probably shopping around the city, and I'm developing it, making it longer, and it's all about, you know, how things are inevitable and we're all gonna die. But guys, remember, it's a journey. Life is a journey. That's right, drink up. Yeah, drink up, keep (laughs) drinking. Doesn't matter. (laughs) None of it matters. (laughs) Oh well, this has mattered deeply to me. Yeah. Keisha, so I'm glad that oh, you were here. Thank you. So where can people find out more about what you have going on? You can go to KeishaZeller.com, and I have to plug something that I care about a lot. Yes. Uh, Greg Codis, who wrote Urine Town. Yes. I have two more shows. Uh, it's called Give the People What They Want. It's a brand new play by him. It's five. Uh, it's seven short plays for five actors and I'm one of the five actors and it's a lot of fun. That's yeah. terrific. Well people yeah. can go and check that out. Yeah, so Keisha Mower dog. Oh.
I can. There you couldn't be easier. Keisha, it's delightful. Can you join us on the couch? Of course I All will. All right, thank you. Keisha's out. Yeah. How are you? But I was trying to go over there to just lean in and shake your hand like that, but also get this. Oh, yeah. Because why is that capped on your hand? Let's just leave that off. Do you want to try, Keisha? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Ladies first. Folks, if you're a fan of popular culture, and I certainly am, and I hope to be a part of it someday, uh, you'll no doubt know our next guest. She's a terrific writer who's on the staff over there at the New York Observer, and uh, she's got her things. Her work has appeared on uh, Crushable, uh, Miss Sweeties, uh, uh, I want to say Salon, Huffington Post, all the greats that we have bookmarked there in our browsers. So, uh, uh, folks, please welcome up to the stage, Drew Grant. Drew! Come on up! season you you cover that kind of thing you cover pop culture are you excited is this a time where you have to go out and dress up and walk on a carpet or do anything i'm usually the one behind the carpet just screaming like jennifer jennifer yeah, yeah. no um i'm usually that person at the mtv vma awards yes screaming, miley um she never turns around that's a bitch well um, she's got something going on she's got something going on um no, so you know, I, I go to a lot of movie premieres. I talk to a lot of actors. I talk to um, and yeah, I talk to Danny Strong, who's the writer on The Butler. He's a oh, good yeah. friend of mine, who's on Buffy. The impressive you might know. Yeah. Uh, who's gonna be on Girls this season? The rest of you might know that show. Yeah. I talk to uh, Pablo Schreiber, who's on Orange Is the New Black. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, this is an impressive list. Yeah. I've talked and, to Chris uh, Yeah. All these people. Yeah. And, and but then what do you have to do with that? Um, <laughs> I basically take that into my mind brain, and yes. then I I take what they say and I try to remember it, and yeah. then I just vomit it like just word vomit, but yeah. with my hands, so Beautiful hand vomit yeah. into words, and then yes. that becomes an article, and then they uh, publish that, and I get money. So Woo! you know, don't not bad for a kid from uh, the Mid-Atlantic states, is that right? Uh, Delaware? Delaware. <laughs> Delaware and Columbia, Maryland, so kind of really? close to Baltimore. Uh, hot spots. Good mall. And then uh, Ohio was where I went to college. I went to Oberlin. With, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a big school right now. Gary yeah. Steingart, yeah. everybody. Yeah, um, no, everybody is big, big, big rooting for that. <laughs> You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's celebrate the immigrant loser experience. <laughs> Finally. Exactly. Uh, but uh, uh, also, now while you're at Oberlin, do I understand this correctly? You uh, you mastered in comic books. I did. I mastered in comic books. Um, I mastered in right? comic books, but exactly. nobody re recognized it. Um, no one recognized it outside of outside of Oberlin either, because apparently that's not an actual degree yeah. that one can master in. Um, so well, what, what, what kind of, what were you, like a Marvel uh, girl or a, a, a DC, or are you more love and rockets tank girl kind of a... I was, yeah. I was none of the above. I was a really big Neil Gaiman fan, like the Sandman series. Okay. I got to interview him like a couple months ago, which was yeah. like, the hugest thing. I have a Sandman tattoo. So I forget what that was in now because I'm like an idiot who forgot my entire college degree. I That's can't okay. These people will look it up. They're already yeah. looking it up on their phones. Somebody's correcting me as we speak. <laughs> you got a Sandman tattoo? Yes. Uh, Sandman inspired. Yes, you can. You can see. Sure. There you go. Uh, inspired by Delirium of the Sandman series. Yeah, it's pretty did, hot. Did you have I, the? Uh, 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 the, what is it called? An what is the thing that you wear? The onk? No, onk? I don't have an onk. I'm not trying to aim it. Come on. Like, I'm not. I'm not Amanda Palmer over here. Um. <laughs> no, you're not. She married the guy. She did. <laughs> exactly. Didn't get quite so far. You know, I was, once, I was once backstage with Amanda Palmer and Henry Rollins and just chatting about the war. <laughs> just could, could not be more delightful. <laughs> what war was that exactly? Oh, out in Los Angeles while I was doing some catering gigs and things, but they were they were they were wonderful. Those are kind of my lost years out there after the divorce. When I was taking classes at UCB, incidentally, and drinking plenty. I hope so. So the whole show is coming together. Uh, well, that's what, that's what, and you're also a big uh, Twin Peaks fan. I am. God, you know yeah. so much about me. This is like well, actually being like a... Yeah. It's kind of creepy. This is what that real experience is like, getting interviewed by somebody. Like James Lipton. Exactly. I'm usually... <laughs> Who incidentally is far creepier than we ever thought. Exactly. <laughs> I'm usually on the other side of this, you know, and, uh, and what's, what's sad about the state of journalism today is that most people that I interview have actually Googled me far more than I have Googled them. Yeah. So I'm like, I see you're doing this project that you're really excited about, and then I'm like, I see you went to Oberlin and majored in comic books. And I'm like, I see that, and I raise you. No, that's all I have, so you're working on this project, huh? You know what's fun about Googling you is that the uh, Hugh Grant Drew Barrymore movie has oh, really just, what is it called? It's called Key Something in Music, something in, uh, something in Music, and it's, Pop sorry. Pop goes my heart. No, that's the song, song in it. Yes. Music and lyrics. You have the sound. Music. You've never watched it. Thank you, person who's always showing up on my Google results. <laughs> but it certainly makes it difficult to you have to really go deep, and yeah. that's what I did. Mm -hmm. But uh, now uh, a couple of uh, you, you, are you. But going back to the comic book thing, you, you're happy about the uh, the comic films that are happening now. Am I happy about the comic films? You know, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it with all sincerity. Yes. I majored in bullshit. Yeah. Like, I majored in something that Oberlin College is great for people like Lena Dunham and Gary Steinhardt and myself who want to be like, let's just major in something. And let's yeah. major in, like, an idea of how great we are. And then you get out of college, you're like, so do you know about Marvel? And you're like, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> like, I majored in, like, how comics feel, like, as an individual. Like, how do they feel to me? Like, I feel like maybe the comic books, like, as an individual, I feel like I like them. And so I majored in that and got an A+. Plus. And, uh, you know, since then, I've, I, do, I, do I like Tony Stark? Tony Stark's a badass. Do I like uh, any of the other movies that are ostensibly based on comic books? I don't know. I haven't read them. I'll tell you, I noodled, I, I noodled around a little bit in that world. And I will just tell you this. That one, I will never care for the Punisher. I will never understand the Legion of Superheroes. There's too many people there. But how do you feel about the Avengers? 
The Avengers are fine. That's okay. But uh, 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 the three, I just, I wish they had not made, uh, why they keep putting Batman in all black? It's beside, beside, I don't understand it. He's gray and blue. He's never been all black. So you're not, a, you're not a Grant Morrison. You're not a Grant Morrison Batman fan, or are you? I mean, he has some fun with it, doesn't he? You're not an Arkham Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read it. I like that. All right. I like that. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's let's laugh, let him have some fun. Some, uh, you know. Well, hopefully that'll be Affleck as Batman versus Superman, and we can't all wait until no, Zack Snyder comes out with a new movie. I tell you, I am the most excited about that. Ben <laughs> Affleck is the most uh, exciting actor working today. And <laughs> I just, I went to see, uh, I, I took my little niece out there to see The Nut Job, this, this movie, and it's the only movie I've walked out of since Chile. <laughs> and I went to go see Chile, and I'm not kidding you, I went to see this in hey, Germany. This the is the um, is my question about this? Because I'm into comics. I know yeah. about like Frozen and the Nutjump. Sorry, yeah, great, yeah, no, great Frozen uh, reference earlier yeah, this yeah. evening. Thank that was you. you. That was you. Yeah, it's a great film. Yes. Uh, I've seen it twice, and uh, little baby Pepsi has seen it four times. <laughs> and uh, just, it's wonderful. 3D. Go see it in 3D because then the ice effects really get you. The point is, what I'm, what, what was I saying? Oh, about the Geely. I went to go see Geely. A person on crutches walked out of that movie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a bad sign. And then two older folks got it. You mean she was that. healed? Like Geely had healing powers of like a tent revivalist ceremony? No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean that person endured pain to get up and walk out of it. Which is so bad. I feel like Geely jokes are still so relevant. Like, it's a really terrible film. Yeah. It's a really terrible film. But he's done some great things since then. No, I feel like that his uh, his uh, pre-apologistic or apologistic—that's a word—that's like him being about Batman. Like he's yeah. already pre-apologizing yeah. for like what Batman's going to be. He's yeah. like, I'm no Christian Bale. Like he's not going to do the voice, which is really sad because I really perfected my Bane voice, which is like not going to be in the new movie. <laughs> you want to do it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was quite oh, a build-up. Oh, really? How could you be here tonight, Dad? I do it constantly. Okay. Well, I got a beef with that Christian Bale fella. For uh, he lifted my look for the American Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Picture. Another Christian Bale, American Hustle. God bless him. Anyhow, so how do you get from all this kind of nerdy stuff to, to, to practicing to become a socialite? It's almost as if you. you oh. That was a whole series that happened, right? Yes, I'm actually doing one of those tomorrow. I'm working out with the designer, Gemma Kong. Oh, in case anyone doesn't know about this very illustrious series I'm doing about called Menace to Society, it's in the New York Observer once every. Yeah whatever months um i tried to become a socialite like eliza doolittle style and i've been doing everything from getting a wedding dress because i'm now engaged um yeah boy yeah boy got a ring on it um to, <laughs> to uh you know taking uh elocution classes to yeah. you know this tomorrow i'm meeting with um Gemma kong who is a big designer and she's going to do some sketches based on me like as if she was doing a runway show based on me as if I was her, you know, 
Bay Paley Muse. Right. Um, how does somebody get into that? Well, somebody at work, my old editor-in-chief, Elizabeth Spires, was like, you walk like a duck, and you mumble, and people can't understand what you're saying, and you eat like a pig. So basically, <laughs> why don't you Sounds try? Like a nice <laughs> yeah, to exactly. Yeah. She's like my biggest <laughs> fan. Like I love that woman. But uh, she was like, why don't you try and become like a socialite, like oh, you know, Eliza Doolittle yourself? Yeah. So I've just been getting a bunch of mentors from um, Patrick McMullen, who's like the famous photographer. Photographer of the arts, yeah. Yeah. To um, I'm trying to think of another really good one. I've got. I got the head person from um, Saks. He was yeah. like on like a Bravo show to show me around and pick out clothes for me. And so it's like a little trial trial and error thing that I've been doing. Um, basically you have to be the worst at yes. life and then they try to like fix you up at life and then you write about it. So and it's then great. they pay you to do it, so that's pretty yeah. good. And then you get like your wedding dress for half off. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. Not too bad. Well, I'm you, scamming the whole system. Yeah, you figured it out. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Well, that's pretty great. Thank you, yeah. The Ryan and Spine Governor. What? Uh, it's amazing. That was Eliza, wasn't that it? Was, that, that was, was her. Eliza. <laughs> beautiful. Thank and you, you covered, you ever had photos of yourself uh, retouched? Um, what, in, in Jezebel specifically? Or in yeah, specifically. Jezebel. I mean, Anna's always asking me, and I'm like, you know what, Anna? Let the authenticity of me speak out for the truth. Um, none that I haven't done myself. Uh, like, oh, I recently. Yeah. Went through my own wedding setup website, which involved a lot of like, you know, weddings involve a lot of like, you know, who's going to do what, and like, I'll pick out the patterns, and like, I'll just cry for hours while you yeah. sit in a corner and make the wedding website. So yeah. I actually um, did all the retouching myself for my own photos, and yeah. it turned out horribly. Yeah. Turns out I'm really bad at that. Photoshop <laughs> is a skill, yeah. and I think you we should all just learn use it. The blend tool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like sharpen, 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 too sharp. Um, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Let me tell you something from uh, uh, advice that I have to you. This is genuine advice. The marriage didn't work out, but the wedding, <laughs> let me tell you this. You don't have to worry about the color of the chairs. <laughs> Just the nipples on the photos, right? <laughs> Just that the nipples match the couch. That's yeah. always the first concern. No, no, no. You just don't be, because you get caught up in everything. And you, you say, well, my gosh, what are these chairs? These chairs are not what I ordered. Don't care. You don't, don't need to worry about what the chairs look like because everybody's sitting in them and they're not paying attention to the chairs. They're looking at you. So, so give yourself a break on the chairs. Relax a little bit. Have a good time. And then hope it works out. And if it doesn't, get a podcast. It's fine. That's, that's really sad advice, Jill. For a couple of people on a Monday night, preferably a holiday weekend, and it'll be fine. Is this, first of all, is, is this a holiday weekend? We're counting this as a holiday weekend? Okay, I had to work today, but sure. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. 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 Holiday weekend and, and <laughs> MLK day. Yeah. yeah. No. I get it. We all do. We all do. Thank you. Yes. I have to say, I really love your former coworker, your former colleagues. Uh, she did a girls' parody today for Above Average that was kind of on point of a Sex in the City sort of tour guide, but for the girls' TV show, which was kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be okay if I never heard any more about Lena Dunham. <laughs> Would you stop kind of like banking half a career off of just like writing her tale? Did you hear the part where I also went to Oberlin? So, no big deal. Oh, she's okay. 
I met her mother once, helped her plug in a computer. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm okay with it. We've had enough. Let's maybe move on. We to might have to exile else. you from Brooklyn for saying that. You're like out. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, when you come to this show, you get some provocative ideas. <laughs> well, when people can read you what, every week. Every week, uh, basically every day. Every time, all every the time. time. You're all constantly time. monitoring it, aren't you? Yeah, you can reach me at Video Drew. That's my Twitter handle. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of followers from uh, live tweeting. Yeah. The Golden Globes. So yeah, yeah, just reach me at Video Drew or otherwise dgrant at Observer.com if you have a story that sounds uh, interesting. But you're doing a story now about it being yes. drunk. Uh, no, about hangover cures. Somebody's coming to my house at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning <clears throat> to like inject me of saline and vitamins, like Lindsay Lohan style, to like cure me of the hangover I'm gonna get tonight. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Start right there. There you go. That'll really Try that. There you go. Yeah. Drew Grant, everybody. <laughs> Finish it off. <laughs> Squeeze on down there in the couch. This is great. It's okay. Well, my next guest, this is so thrilling that you're here. We ah, round out the, the program uh, here. Uh, I, I'm thrilled. She, she, she's uh, a terrific performer, uh, comedian, and uh, I'm just, uh, I, there you go. And I just, I love everything that she does. And you guys are going to, this is, I, you're going to have trouble sleeping tonight, boy. Let me tell you, you say, well, the late show, I'll just go home and go to sleep. No way. This is like a five-hour energy drink that's going to hit you right now. And we're happy she's here. Adira Amram is here. Adira. Pretty I was at the United Dairy Farmers out there in Wilmington, Ohio. And, uh, How are they doing? <laughs> tell you, some milk was spilled, ladies and gentlemen. It was a wild New Year's we had over there and uh, tried to live tweet the activities. But, uh, yeah, it was very, uh, it was creamy. Uh, but uh, it was uh, it was wonderful, not in a gross way, don't worry. It was just uh, a lot of fun. We had a creamy and, uh, New Year's too, in yeah. a gross way. Oh. <laughs> And so, and what were you were over there performing with? Uh, you performed with Kit Kowal, yeah. uh, Kristen Shaw, yeah. Kurt Brownholler, other people that don't start with K's. No, I honestly, my writer. That's that's it. What were you, what was were you in a stadium or something? What was it like? Uh, we were yeah, we were at a at a club like a real club. Yeah. Um, it was called the Village Underground, and um, yeah, there were like seven hundred drunk British people. That's They're ideal. Scary. That's yeah. ideal. They're so wild and so drunk. Yeah. They're the drunkest people in all of the Europe's. <laughs> yes, historically speaking, that's been true too. They really do. They it just up. go for it. Uh, and uh, it was that your first? You, of course, congratulations! You had a child. I had a baby. Hey, had a baby. Woo! Woo! With my own body. Yeah. 
<laughs> I want to thank you because I've made a, a lovely calendar from all of the uh, pictures that you've sent me and just our email correspondence of your son. Every time there's a picture of the boy and I just said, well, my God, I get it. Just, so I have every month I see That's a nice good. one. It's wonderful. I'm it a true mom. He's a pride and joy, isn't he? Yeah, and I, I assume other people want to know what he looks like and what he's up to. Oh, I love it. Oh, he's sleeping in, oh. in March. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a nice thing to do, just an attachments calendar. You just take the last 12 attachments you've had and made a nice calendar. <laughs> April's a PDF, but there's some other nice ones <laughs> coming up. If you don't get that for me, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I'll get it for you. And we'll be friends for eternity. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what, wait, you grew up here in New York City? No, I grew up in, in the country, uh, upstate New York. In upstate. The Hudson Valley. Oh, sure. Beautiful yes, up there. it's beautiful. I grew up on a farm. Lovely. Yeah. With um, animals? What kind of farm? Yeah, yeah. We had, uh, well, my parents are musicians, but they, uh, they wanted to have a farm because farming is fun. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we had two, we had like four horses two to three cows, some goats, chickens, ducks, turkeys, cats, which were my favorite, um, a dog, and, uh, and a donkey. Other than, the, other than the cat and the dog, you've eaten all of them. Yeah. That's true. They're delicious. Delicious, I know, I know. I've had to kill a couple of critters in my day. But uh, <laughs> but you come from a long line of musicians, is that right? Yeah, I do. Well, well, I guess it's it's not such a long line, it's just my dad. But my sister and my brother are. Oh. Is that still a line, or we're part of... Your grandparents? No, it's like no, a lateral line. The, no, my grandparents, no, 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 no. No, not They at were all. real normal. <laughs> real nice. Were I they also was. farmers, or no, they didn't no. care for it? Well, no, my grandfather, my dad's father was a farmer, but he was also a lawyer, but he started out as a farmer and mm -hmm. uh, studied agriculture like at, at a university, studied <laughs> agriculture. Okay. Weird. And yeah. then uh, he became a lawyer, and then World War II happened, and they moved to Washington, D.C. into an apartment. But my dad had this fantasy when he was uh, growing up on a farm. So when the time came for him to have kids, he was like, we should definitely get a farm. We live yeah. in New York City, but we should definitely go get a farm. That sounds like the best definitely. idea. Yeah, so uh, we had, a, we had our, our animals were kind of on like a jazz musician schedule, so they would get milked at like 12 and 12. <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was a different kind of farm. My dad, I would be like, Dad, shouldn't we maybe do it like this? He's like, no, no, we'll just like jazz it. Right. He just, jazz that coop. Yeah, jazz that coop, yeah. as they say. Yeah. <laughs> no, a, I think yeah. that's a song. Yeah, yeah. Scat, scat the milk. Yeah, scat, skit, scat, do 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 do. Wow. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> you know, I don't, well, your your listeners aren't gonna know. This we're is, we're making a gesture as if we're grasping uh, the udder uh, of of a of a cow. Yeah. And squeezing down hard as yeah. if to release the milk into what I assume would probably be a metal pail. Yeah. Uh, and it would then make the sound of, of that. Yeah. That's what we're doing now. Yeah. And then it would hit the metal pail, and then there would be a cat nearby. Yeah. And the cat would go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you discovered your love of music. Yeah. <laughs> before Hot Gems for Teens. Yeah. Which is your, of course, sensational album. It's my hit record. Uh, it was just animal noises. Did you go around and record things like that? You know, I should have. 
Yeah. I, I recorded it with my mind's eye. Yeah. But uh, not I wasn't. I'm not a real techie kind of person. I wouldn't know even. But Hot Jams for Teens, of course, again, you're a sensational album that Thank people you. are downloading all the time. Uh, that's awesome. got a that's got a real uh, hot sound to it, and. Uh, 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 is, it, is the sound going to evolve then from kind of an 80s pop to to make you move might move into grunge? I think we're gonna have, 90s. I think we're gonna go from like 80s to yeah to early 90s. Yeah. It's the next See, I always thought my when my mother talked about grunge, she talked about like the stuff that collected in the shower basin. Mm. But then all of a sudden, people were celebrating it, and they were wearing, <laughs> you know, untucked flannel shirts yeah. and those things. And what I'm telling people is just tuck in your shirt, just tuck it in. If you're out in public, I'll untuck a shirt if I'm home at the weekend on the weekend, something like that. If I'm by myself, but if I'm going outside, I'll tuck it in. Let's be civil about things. These are the things that hold society together. Ladies. You can't just untuck your shirt and walk around. You know, Steve O, if I had if I had slipped ten years from now, that would have been it for me. Yeah. If I had slipped ten years from now, I would have broken a hip and then I'd be in some kind of uh, assisted living facility. Yeah. And I'd just be looking out the window, dreaming of a better time, sure. and I'd have just my dresser and my empty whiskey bottles and a microphone set up, and that'd be it. It would just be the end of me, and I'd just be alone, and I'd be thinking of all the great people that used to come out to the basements to see oh, the shows, yeah. and that would be it. And I quietly, just one night, I would just stop, I'd just stop, because the broken hip, you couldn't repair it. No. And I'd just, I I just quietly slip off into the evening, and uh, the, the day nurse would say, I don't know, I guess he went in the night. And, but, yeah. <laughs> Steven, you want I wouldn't really play a song at that point. Yeah, do you want to ask people something? This is Steve-O wants oh, to know. Yeah. Let's do your segment oh, now. Oh, fabulous. This sounds like a great time to do it. Yeah, I um, think that's a good lead-in for your segment. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, you know, this there have been so many just, talented people. Wait, let me just oh, yeah, tell you. No, so this is the part where Steve-O, who's been so silent this whole time, he gets to ask one question. And then, and remember, folks, the panelists here, it's not a conversation. He asks you a question, and then you can respond. So, Steve-O, what do you want to know tonight? I want to know what kind of preparations you guys have made for the pending um, snowstorm. Okay. What, do you, what have you done to prepare for the snowstorm? Yeah. I've started my stretching. Started stretching. Yeah. True. I would say the same thing I've probably done for every zombie apocalypse sure. before this, which is take out the stairs, fill the bathtub with clean water, yeah. and uh, put a rope ladder down oh. from the top of my yeah. building. Right? That's, that's, that's what we all do before. Sound advice. Every apocalypse. I bought my I bought dog food for Johnny Cash and Loretta Lynn, which what? are my two chihuahuas. No, <laughs> because I am responsible for them and I am a citizen of the world. Lots of frozen soup. Frozen soup. Frozen soup. And I'm drinking as usual. Yeah. So uh, it'll be a day like any other. All right. So now, uh, uh, dear, uh, yes. uh, you, you, when did you find the experience? When did they start coming with you to every, everywhere? Well, I, I started working with them in 2008. I yeah. did a show at Ars Nova, and um, they were like, you can do whatever you want. I was like, whatever I want. What am I going to do? I was like, I need backup dancers. That's what I definitely need. And um, I had met Jessie at a show, and um, I had only met her maybe for a minute or two, and I had this feeling like, 
I know you, I want to work with you, I don't know how or when, but this has to happen. Yeah. So when I when the show ended up coming together, I asked her if she knew anyone, she was like, I know the perfect person, Marisa. And so we started working together, and after our first rehearsal, I think we realized, like, this is, this is a big deal. Something's happening. Something magic just happened. So, um, and you've all toured the world together. Yeah. Well, I, uh, we, yeah, we, we've, we, uh, we've toured all over Europe, and they went to Russia without me this summer because I was really pregnant. Um, apparently, people don't like to see pregnant women dancing intensely. <laughs> what else? Um, but yeah, we, we've toured yeah. all over, and it's been so much fun, and we've, it's just been a total dream. And I forgot to ask you, what kind of birth did you do? Hot tub? Dolphin? I did dolphin. straight up natural yeah. home birth. Home birth? Like you would have on the farm. Probably that like training. Eight, yeah, like 1800 style, where you're just going, why am I doing this? Right, put a, <laughs> put a stick in your mouth, squat out in the field. Yeah, yeah. It's, some brutal, it's some real brutal, brutal reality. Real, real fucking fucked up pain in yeah. America. That's it. real. That's it. Long labor. 60 hours. So just keep it coming. Keep it coming. It was, and it was Labor Day weekend. Oh, and it was born on Labor Day. It certainly was. It certainly yeah, was. Yeah, it was some real... <laughs> and then when he came out, I was just like... <laughs> he came out, yeah. like they do, and uh, they handed to me, and I was just like... <laughs> so... Uh, I had a different idea of what that moment was going to be like. <laughs> I saw some like DVDs about home birth, and it, there was a soundtrack. Yeah, I watched one of nice no soundtrack. A nice Mexican couple had the baby in the pool and out shy. Yeah, and they're just always in the the older sibling is in the tub with them. Oh, let us celebrate! This no. is wonderful together oh and just awful. I can't get it out of my mind. No, just terrible. It's, it's Rivers of blood. Like, no, Rivers of blood. No, 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 no. It's cool. That's yeah, all good. It's cool. And so uh, he's a real fucking cute baby. His name's Oliver. Yeah. And he's awesome. Apparently, I took him to the pediatrician today, and they made I, they made me feel very proud of him already because they said rolling over. We don't usually look for that until six months. <laughs> he's a genius. He's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Although having a baby is a little bit like being with someone that recently had a stroke. Like everything that they do, you're like, look, he's grasping something. Oh, he can hold his neck up. He's tracking me with his eyes. So that's fun. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> going to let it go for, the, for that moment. I'm going to let you have that one. Let you have that one and not talk about stroke victims in any way. You can. <laughs> you know it's my favorite topic. No, I'd like to do a solo episode just where we talk about that. Stroke talk. <laughs> so, stroke week. That used to mean something different to me. That's yeah. true. But be careful. You gotta be careful. No tuna, no tuna for this film. Nope. Anyhow, well, uh, we, I think probably, when's your next album? Are you gonna do another album? What's gonna happen? Yeah, we, you know, uh, we are. We're actually gonna be working on a new project, um, and we are in the middle of trying to get a little bit of uh, artistic funding to do so. And how are you going about that? I'm just begging. <laughs> Good, that'll do. Probably. Just going, can I get the money for a project? And That's my kickstarter, just did it. 
Kicked it. Kicked it out there. Yeah. Well, I think I speak for all of us, and probably we, we'd like to hear a little something. Yeah, well, um, would it be possible? I would love to do a song. Okay, and I, I feel like you're all very sparkly, so I want to. Could I join you? In, Please. In becoming? You know what? Why don't we put. Should we go our sparkles now? Should we do. Little, could you play a little music so we could get sparkly? Sure. Do you have spot. a sparkle song that you could play? Sure. Do you need it to be a fast sparkle song or slow? Doesn't matter. Yeah, Sparkles of any kind. Just yeah, magic. Just magic. Fast is always magic. good.
Peter Hammond and the experience, ladies and gentlemen. I think you've experienced it. Well, that's fantastic. Well, listen, I'd like to thank all of my guests. Out there are the girls. And Drew, Keisha, Alan, Steve-O back there on guitar. This has been pretty special for a lot of you. It's what we call up close magic. <laughs> and uh, of course, February 3rd, we're going to be out there in San Francisco at the Sketch Festival. And my guests will be Duckworth from the Bay Area Hip Hop Collective, Them Hellas. Thank you. Uh, Mary Van Note, a great comedian. Angus McLean, a director and animator over there at Pixar. And the founders of Killing My Lobster, who I used to spend a little bit of time yeah, with yeah, uh, out there. Uh, Paul Charney and Mark Vogel will now be at the Eureka Theater. We couldn't be more proud. Now, this is uh, so, I'm so happy. Thanks to everybody here at Union Hall. Thanks to all of you for coming. Thanks to Steve O'Reilly, of course. And uh, now, until next time, I'm going to be, uh, we didn't even talk about this. Drew, but Drew also writes fan fiction, and I'm going to be composing a little bit of fan fiction uh, about a hipster distiller who takes improv classes during the day and composes elaborate, sparkly, secret-filled dance numbers at night, and just reenacting all of that with my empty whiskey bottles. So, uh, now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Thanks for being here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Original music by Steve O'Reilly. The intro theme to Season 6 is composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon by Sunil Manchikanti. Posters and logo treatment for the live shows by Daniel Spencer Levine. Hey, why not rate and review us on iTunes or you can listen to me on Stitcher Radio. Stream anytime. For the latest, follow me on Twitter, at Dale Radio, or find us on Facebook. You're the best.